1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Sans Pants Network.
2: Although you see no water for miles around, we are nevertheless marooned, trapped in this nightmare of my homelands, a place called Borovia. While my people may come and go as we please. For you these mists are as Vols and the vampire Strad von Zarovich, your warden. But fear not, for Strad's heart may no longer beat, but it is still a good place to stab him. As you move out, mm-hmm. Piran grabs Hector, grabs you by the arm, looks you dead in the eyes, and he says this just to you, so the rest mm. of the group aren't really privy to this conversation. He says this just to you. There is possibility not a not zero possibility that these seven children there will be no hope for them i am aware i need to i need to know that in that circumstance you will pick the party and not the children okay he lets go of your hand he accepts that whether or not you were honest just then is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: How do you think right,
0: um, yeah. want proof of... Just the- They just said physical evidence. Pip, basically I'm just going to try and bank on the fact that we've saved kids. And mm-hmm. hope that's enough to get us entry into uh, is there any- Was there anything, as we leave, can we search their bodies? Uh, you turn over the woman who you mm-hmm. killed in this
2: room just now. You find like a little medallion on her. Which is of the same figure. It's obviously, you could tell it is the same figure, the wooden statue. It's a wolf headed woman draped in garlands of vines and night flowers. That'll do. Right. Well, I'll take that medallion.
3: I will check the others. I look, my intention is to go to Kresik, tell them what happened with the children, and then I want to come back out here.
2: Sure. As you leave. Though, the, the cave, as you mm. leave the cave, you can see on a tree nearby, a raven watches you leaving. The raven turns so that they are like got one good eye following you, tracking you. Mm-hmm. Do any of you do anything? Nope. Um, like maybe nod my
3: head. I guess. The raven
2: I does not respond. But as you move towards Kresik, you see the raven takes flight. And every now and then through the treetops, you can see that the raven is tracking you. Once you arrive at Kresik, it banks and flies away. Did the uh, other werewolves at the front have the same medallions? By the way, no, just no. her, just her. You, if you turn them, the three other werewolves. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I guess you, you can assume that they're a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <where> were <laughs> the... Only one of them actually turned, but yeah, you yeah we got we got to yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, where were the children bitten? Different parts of the body, mostly arms or legs, but one or two of them have. Maybe How... literally one of them has like a How... torso bite. How mm. visible? Yeah. it's it's a pretty ferocious bite so Mm -hmm. it is quite obvious the children a lot of them will be holding the limb Mm. as the bite is still somewhat fresh sorry it looks fresh but you know that is a function of werewolf bites they will continue to bleed until you change Mm.
3: and they are uh they're all from krezik or we assume they're from krezik they any of them started talking at all no
2: they they seem to be
3: just in shock none of them
2: if you they can answer yes or no questions but Mm -hmm. that's really it
3: okay i will at some point, I would have asked, like, "Are you, um, uh, are you from Kresik? Is that where you're from?" A few of them
2: meekly nod, but not all of them.
3: Because I'm not that afraid of being turned around. Uh, with whale, I assume I'm very optimistic that they would want to try to do to save
0: their own. Yeah, but I think people Pip's are not. People certainly hoping that that's what they'll do. <laughs> yeah, people would uh, like it if they yeah. came in and also cured que- the kids and nobody had to pay anything. That mm. would be nice. He you really expect that to happen? But you reach Kresik and
2: the two guards. You it looks similar. It looks like the same two guards that you spoke to yesterday are on the walls. One of them calls out to you, "Hail." Are you the returning adventurers? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes I'm, yeah.
0: I'm Pip. We spoke
2: a couple of weeks ago. We know of you, Pip Mandarin. Mandarin? Uh,
0: yes, we have the... Open the gates. <laughs> the gates open. <laughs> uh, we'll step inside. Are you the general Mandarin? No, I am a chicken farmer. <laughs> inside the gates... You see, approaching
2: from a nearby building, probably the closest—no, not probably—the closest building to the gates, Mm -hmm. the Burge Master, Dmitry Krezkov, Mm -hmm. is approaching you. There are more than a few guards around here. The the two guards that were up on the the gate wall both come down, and you can see that trailing behind Dmitry, there are four more guards. The guards form kind of like a semi-circle such that you could see that they're obviously, they mean to defend the city if you Mm. try to bull rush them. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. And Dimitri approaches you. Um, Yeah, I want to be also holding like maybe two of the kids. Dimitri stops when he spots that some of them are either cradling limbs, or maybe he actually also just spots that some of them are bitten. Mm -hmm. He stops and says, what happened?
3: Uh, We went into the cave. uh, The world of ten, uh, That is." North of here. Yes. We went into the, uh, the, the werewolf den that is North. We've slain four of their kind, and we found eight of your children.
0: We thought it pertinent to bring the children back before carrying on into the, the werewolf's den, despite the fact that, as you can obviously tell, they have been bitten. Mm. Hopefully it's within recent, uh, well, within recent enough time that it won't be too hard to cure them. You can see
2: that behind the guards, some of the townsfolk have noticed what is happening and Mm -hmm. are coming out to look. Mm -hmm. A few, as they approach, a few townspeople rush forwards and several of the children, not all of them, several of the children react. Mm -hmm. The children move forwards. Dimitri, you can see, puts a pained hand up. And the guards bar the children's entrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of them turn around and grab several of, presumably, the parents mm-hmm. of said children and hold them back as well. We need, where can, where's the, Take us to the abbey. Dimitri gives you a dark look. Why would you want
0: to go to the abbey? Well, we need powerful divine magic to fix the children, to stop the curse from spreading. All of the this is all of this conversation
2: is the background noise to this conversation is sobbing parents mm-hmm. and children. D- Dimitri looks to each of the guards, and all of the guards share kind of like dark looks. When you mention the abbey, a bunch of the regular townsfolk who aren't the parents of these children also you can see that their faces darken. They look, they look upset so, by this some,
0: news. Some, 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 something wrong with the abbey. You, you have say? a cleric here, a woman.
2: Steps forth out of the crowd. You could see, see that she's wearing finery, like mm-hmm. she's quite well dressed. She stands next to the burgomaster, and you immediately get the impression that they are husband and wife. She speaks up and says, The abbey is a cursed place. Then do you have a cleric? It is possible that there is a cure within the abbey. We will not go there ourselves, but perhaps you can speak with the abbot. C-cur- cursed how? I ask. Yes, what do you mean? Maybe to maybe to, to <laughs> perfectly <laughs> punctuate this conversation, from the abbey, you hear a howling noise. It does not sound like a werewolf, but mm. it does not exactly sound pleasant either. Right. The woman's face, which is just as fearful and apprehensive as everyone else's, mm. her twisted smile turns to you, Pip, and she says... Bad things happen within the Abbey. Cursed things. Sure. Yeah, but it is said that people's wishes will be granted. Has anybody been in the abbey within recent memory since it's been cursed? The abbey is inhabited by the abbot uh, and by the Bellevue family. And nobody's seen them, presumably since the since things went Self? The Bellevue family does not wish to be seen, but they can be sighted around the town at night. Grave robbing. Oh. Right.
3: And there's no other clerics in this town?
2: None. Uh, turn to Pip. How far, how how far, far is, the ride Valakai? is Valakai? If you were unimpeded, Valakai would be maybe a five-day
0: trip. <sighs> You'd be pushing it, Hector, if you decided to go to Velika, (laughs) I'll tell you what. And also, you've got no guarantee that they'll even help you there. Are we close now to the
3: Burgermaster? Yeah, you're within, like... No one else can really, like, hear uh, the conversation.
2: uh, You could have a private word with him, yes. Okay.
3: We'll go to the abbot. You can take the kids, but if you harm them, I will take your head.
2: I will not harm children. Good. Take us to the Abbey. The burgomaster gestures and a few more guards assemble from around town. You can see that some of them are hastily still donning armor, and you imagine the town militia has been called
0: forth. Is there anybody, I, I'm sorry, typically in a situation like this, I don't like to just leap into, uh, somebody describes somewhere as a cursed place, just stepping through the front door, I've found historically is not the best move. So is there anybody who can tell me any details about why the place is cursed beyond just vague, you know, oh, it's a cursed place, it's it's no good, there's bad things inside, that's not useful information. The Abbey was once
2: uh, a shrine, a place of worship for the Morning Lord. You, Pip, know of the Morning Lord. The Morning Lord is Well, you don't think they're an actual deity. It seems more like a superstition among Barovians.
0: Do I know that, like, the divine beings are basically cut off?
2: The divine has no access to Barovia. Clerics and paladins are typically cut off. With the exception of Hector... Paladins and clerics have, in your experience, been completely isolated okay. from their magic. Mm-hmm. Hector is the first instance you've seen of mm. this not being the case, but you have heard of other clerics and paladins somehow maintaining their magical connection. Yeah, okay. mm. uh, uh, and anytime that happens, these people have been connected to this Morning Lord, but it, this, you've not really seen any, you've just heard stories. You yeah, have never seen it happen. In yeah, real you've life, never seen it sure. happen. The abbey of uh, St Markovia was once run by the name of the same St Markovia, a devout worshipper of the Morning Lord. It was a a convent and a hospital, a place of healing and uh, magical wisdom. But Markovia she opposed Strad and Strad struck her down for it and then cursed the lands. There are spirits that dwell within the Abbey now. Evil, haunted spirits. You mean like ghosts? I I do not know. Once Markovia was struck down, we sealed the Abbey shut.
0: Oh, well, okay.
2: After this time, though, uh, another man, a strange man, came to this land. Like yourselves. He claimed to be of the gods as well, a cleric or paladin, perhaps. He seemed kind at first, and pleasant, and a a nice, good person. And he asked about the, the abbey. We told him what we knew, and he went to investigate. At about this time, the Bellevue family, who had been active within the town, there was a sickness, a malady that struck them, and they went to the abbot there to see if he could help them. And we have heard the howling and hollering and shouting ever since. This was, though, quite some time ago. Lifetimes? Not lifetimes. Within my memory. But I was not burgomaster at the time. It was under my father's tenure. Hmm. What do you wish to know about the Abbey? The Master turns, and him plus several guards are leading you through the tent. Nobody's
0: been to the Abbey since. Nobody's seen anything. The the family that people see at night, do they resemble just human beings or humanoids? I'll get a little note. Maybe some of the notes in the back of Emmanuel Demonstra. It varies.
2: Sometimes uh, they are mostly human with strange features, perhaps elongated face or... uh, A a pig-like nose or cat-like eyes. Like a devil or a demon situation? Sometimes they move about on all fours and have tail and ears like a dog. Sometimes they bray like a donkey. Sometimes they roar like a lion. Magical means or surgical or... I do not know. All we know is that those few who still look human enough... We recognize as members of the Bellevue family. And what well, do they do in the town? Do they attack? Do they? They only come out at night and only to steal from the graves around the town. You're, like I said, you're mm. walking around said town. Kresik is a mist-shrouded village. Beyond the wall, there is nothing more than a scattering of humble wooden cottages along with dirt roads that stretch between stands of now snow-dusted pine trees. So many trees in fact as to constitute a forest it is within the walls thick with trees like you were back within the the forest to the north of here you can see the gray cliffs rising sharply in the eastern part of town and then the imposing presence of the abbey atop it you begin walking up a switchback path slowly to get to the top markovia the incident where she was struck down this happened a long, long time ago, well before my father's 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 tenure as Master. Uh this was so long ago that all we have to know about the spirits that dwell within is conjecture, hearsay, the Anything tellings of old told. men in taverns. Yes,
3: of
0: course. Not that Kurezek has a tavern, <laughs> he says. <laughs> um. You described the stranger, the adventurer, the previous adventurer, as a, a very strange man. What what about him was strange? Then he spoke to people; they listened.
2: It is a Krezyk is not a stranger to hope and happiness. But wherever the man went, he spread it with him. Mm. Right?
3: Some uh, did he have? Uh, perhaps was his words magically infused?
2: No, this was not that. It felt like he had a connection to the divine that one could feel.
3: Does
0: that strike any chord with me? I don't know what that Mm. means.
2: Likewise. Hector, you... uh, Pip, this does not sound like anything of a dark place. Yeah. Hector, you are aware of the idea of either someone so connected to the divine that they do spread, like they have mm-hmm. an aura of good or an aura uh, an aura that surrounds and follows them that brings calmness and peace to those who they interact with. And you are also aware of the idea of angels as well. Mm. So this could be a type of angel or it could be a particularly holy person.
3: And if they went into the Abbey, is it possible that they got corrupted?
2: Fallen angels happen... Unfortunately, often
3: I, I bring it up that it is probably potentially someone that was very connected to the the, the, the holy light, perhaps an angel even. Yeah, and if they have stepped, Esmeralda hmm. steps
2: forward and says something. Then we get into uh, the abbey. There is a uh, a library there. The the burgomaster he spoke of um, the, that it was a place of magical learning. I wish to I have heard tale that it was actually quite famous, just as much for its hospital nature as also its uh, library i wish to see this library because it is my understanding that perhaps there might be some uh, documentation of what saint markovia did to
0: try to combat strad yes i'm I'm not going to stop you looking in a library you can do what you like yeah uh, perhaps the the police
3: perhaps there is um, some things in the library that might help us in our current situation you're
0: all welcome to look in the library <laughs> I will mint you your own library card if it Ho- helps. Hooray! Yes. Hooray, hurrah! Yes. If you read my, my stamp of approval, you have it. What do you want to know of the
2: spirits that dwell within?
0: Are they ever seen as tangible? Mm. Uh, have they ever been known to possess anybody?
3: Are they ethereal? Is there a physical
0: form? Do they make um, specific noises? Do they Tales mean? tell of uh,
2: spirits that uh, are hard to touch. I would okay. describe them, I suppose, as intangible. Uh, that they they come from the man, from the mind, and that they attack at whoever they they launch from. What do you mean they come from the mind? Well, uh, this, like I said, these stories, they get distorted and changed through time, but it is said that you conjure your own spirit when you are on the grounds, and the spirit turns to attack you. Yeah. It uh, launches perhaps from one's mind or one's shadow. It is unclear, the stories.
3: Is that is perhaps why they are taking the dead? Could the, um, could the dead still have their shadow? I do
2: not know why the Bellevue family does what they do. Uh, so the, the, the spirits look shadowy? In some descriptions,
0: they are described as shrinking from light. Okay, well, I've got a couple of options of what it might be. Possibly demonic shadows... But there's many kinds of soft undead that this could be. So,
3: it's uh, so a quizzical look. Like,
0: well, undead could be categorized into basically soft and hard, uh, you know,
3: like um, like yeah. an eth- ethereal or.
0: Well, no, really, really, just what it says in the tin. Hector, soft undead are soft, and hard undead are not. But yes, it's either one of the guards un- turns around and pipes up. I heard the different story about the graveyard within the
2: abbey. Oh mm-hmm. yes, the burgomaster turns and says. What what stories have you heard? The guard says I heard tale that the the graveyard is haunted as well, but I d- did not hear stories about the uh, this um creature of the mind or whatever. I heard stories of hard physical corpses, hard undead, okay, exploding from beneath the ground. One of the experiments. One of the the studies conducted within went awry, and the heart of a criminal, a man who did not deserve to be saved, but who the saint tried to save, nonetheless, this man's heart was brought to a complete stop in an attempt to, to save his life from a poison running through his veins. And they say that he dwells underneath the graveyard and launches out to strike at people.
3: Okay
0: would also be a monster comma Frankenstein's <laughs> as you keep walking a bunch of the guards start like a bit spooked they
2: start kind of almost it's got an air of telling each other ghost stories yeah but they tell each other ser- several store different stories about what they've heard mm-hmm. goes on in the abbey. And it varies from things like, yeah, a monster, comma, Frankenstein. Yeah, sure, sure. Otherwise known as a flesh column. Uh, it, there's some Some of them chat more about those shadows. Like one of them talks about as a boy mm. on a dare coming up to the abbey and then feeling a presence kind of behind them mm-hmm. where their shadow was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them talk about seeing or hearing something rattling and walking around the mm. graveyard at night. It sounds like a lot of different disparate stories. Okay.
3: Can I ascertain what is just like tall tales and a bit of um, embellishing of the truth or what could be maybe has a mundane explanation and kind of like filter that through to, to see if there's any connections?
0: Get a good boycott. Yes. Oh, nicely done.
2: It is genuinely impossible to tell. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like, in one of the tales, it seems like something seems quite practical. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I understand what that is. But then when another one of them tells a tale of something similar happening, they em- embellish it and change mm-hmm. it and alter it. And you're like, well, which one was the... What's... What is real and what is not real? You slowly work out that these tales Collected tales could not possibly be referring to one entity. That seems insane. Mm -hmm. There is either a lot of just tall tales going on, or there are several awful entities within the Abbey. Cool. All right. So several awful
3: entities. Yay. Mm. Um. Now, I just drew a good boy card of uh, polygot, so I magically learn a new language. Whoa! Oh, nice! <laughs> uh, now, Adam, yeah. uh, I guess, is there anything in Barovia, like a language of, like, say, Barovian. The, the Barovian, the Velakai, or uh, even something that might even help with the undead or whatever this might be? Uh well, is there anything thematically appropriate as we're as we're walking towards the abbey that I get struck by some weird magic light or oh. weird divine power? Well, oh, I can speak something now. Maybe you finish
2: your d- dwarver lingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Sorry, I've just been listening to this podcast. Let <laughs> yeah, me take my earbuds
2: out.
3: <laughs> Maybe you're
0: the 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 whoever is providing you with your uh, divine magic. could yeah? give you a little. Hey, fucker! While we're here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this fucking I language.
2: I guess uh, so. Barovians speak a d- dialect of common, but mm. it's close enough to uh, mm. uh, the more broad common that you know that there's not going to ever be really any translating issues. Okay, okay, but you, if I were to pick a language that might come up within this adventure, you might pick infernal. Okay. Uh, no guarantees, That's but all right. if there were a language to come up, it would be Infernal. I already speak Infernal. Okay.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> perhaps then... What's the language of the other one? Abyssal? Yeah, Abyssal.
2: Abyssal, yeah, perhaps. A bit okay. less likely, but still possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Draconic? Draconic is always useful. It's the language yeah. of magic. Uh, yes, what would my... This
3: new light of mine that I've connected to, what would they just uh, just throw down the corridor?
2: I'm gonna say they're gonna give you either a celestial or abyssal okay
3: well i know
0: celestial
2: so abyssal it
3: is abyssal it okay is.
0: it's good we had a canon explanation for you getting it if i get it it's just <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait that's right i can speak fucking the madness that one gets from reading a manual to monster <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah now i know infernal
3: <laughs> he's,
0: a de- he's the devil <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah, makes sense all right <sighs> okay
3: okay um I assume we've arrived there, we've asked enough questions as we, we can. As, yeah, I've got um, a bunch
0: of pages in a manual, mm-hmm. a dog-eared, basically, um, possibilities.
3: Can I start sizing? I'm assuming the guards are uh, escorting us, yeah? Yeah. Can I size any of them up to be my size?
2: Um, how tall are you? Blah, like six-something. <laughs> He's big. Highs or lows? Let's uh, go lows. Lows? Yeah, one of the guards is about your size and shape. Right. Um, you're there. Can I borrow your armor? The guard looks at the other guards and then at the Burgemaster. master. The Burgemaster master shakes his head and says, I do not wish to give you anything. I do not think we will not get back. I'm yes. giving
0: Hector an expression like this.
3: But if we, uh, if I am, surely if we're going in there, it's now everyone's best interest that we're protected.
0: Why ask it for is his armor? Is Why not ask them if they have some armor okay. in your size? It's do you have any armor in my size? I mean, I don't think the they're one. going to give it to you, but he's wearing... I don't know if you've noticed yes, this, Hector. That. He's wearing his armor right now. Standard.
2: I am very sorry, but I do not believe we will... I wish you the best. I wish that you will succeed for the sake of the children and for the sake of my town. Right. But I do not expect you to, to succeed. Got to think about it like
0: this. Yeah? If you die in there, I understand. Jo- Joe here is without <laughs> his armor. <laughs> and they're not going into the Abbey to get it. I'm t- I mean, it's unfortunate, but... Maybe there'll be some armor in the Abbey. Right, let us go. He
2: nods solemnly to each of you and he says, I wish you, genuinely, I wish
0: you luck. Uh, can I heal myself just uh, some lay on hand as we go in? Speaking of preparation, let's make a potion. All right. Wait a second. <laughs> Don't open that door. I need to concoct. Okay, so I'm thinking Esmeralda actually also
2: stops. Yeah. You can tell that she's been mm. listening to these descriptions as well and she starts fumbling with her pre-made potions.
3: Mm. Okay. Right, what do we need? What will do any damage? Well, I think I there mean, is many.
0: <laughs> if it's if it's ghosts, you'll want something magical at the bare minimum, because uh, your we're, physical we're, attacks will do nothing God. against them. Will silver help? Some, <laughs> it could, but silver, by and large, against spirits is yeah, it's it's silver, kind of a crapshoot. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah. Okay.
2: So spirit's magical, right? If it's an incorporeal or soft undead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's silver. It doesn't matter what you've coated your weapon it, with. It's still physical, been, but, yeah. a physical yeah. weapon.
0: Right. So soft dead, we need magic. Yeah, magic or magical items. And then, I mean, like, it's, again, it's a bit of a crapshoot depending on what kind of uh, mm. creature it is. Does anyone have chalk, Esmeralda? Mm. Esmeralda pats herself down, has a lows. Lowe's. No. Nah. She used the last of her
2: chalk uh, uh, drawing... A lovely
0: picture. Yeah, a lovely (laughs) picture. Uh, All right, what am I going to use? Ectobloom for ghost touch. Ghost touch will allow me to... Yeah, ghost touch allows you uh, a mundane item to affect ghosts. Ghost touch... Oh, I'm nearly out of sending agents. Mamma mia. Ghost touch, ooze sweat. So I'll pull out a little flower. I'll crumble Mm -hmm. that into a little beaker. I'll get some a uh, little ooze sponge and squeeze it over it. It's a portion of ooze. It hurts my hand a little bit. <laughs> you use gloves. Yeah, not. <laughs> um and then I will use probably maybe another raven feather. I'll like yeah. uh strip it of its uh, the actual feathers from the stalk and put them in there. Right. Just seems like a safe bet. Brilliant. So yeah. uh that's a a kind of adhesive and then I'll just dip I can only make one of them but I'll dip my arrows in it. To get I'm very sorry. You botched the roll. <sighs> You drop the beaker. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. That's it happens. <laughs> I just like raise my eyebrow. Don't look at me. I was basically
2: gonna give this to you on anything
0: except a one. I'm very sorry. That's okay. I had two ecto blooms. I very embarrassed. <laughs> Maybe I even like I imagine I'm doing like a squat over it and I kind of crab shuffle away so no one's seeing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna use my last ecto bloom. Okay, I'm going to use, I don't have any ooze sweat anymore. I'm going to use another raven's feather, and I'm going to use one of the aquamarines. I'll make a ghost grenade. Then, All right. Let's see if I fuck this up too. You do not. Okay. You infuse the raven feather and the
2: ecto bloom into the aquamarine, and as you do it, it starts glowing a little bit, vibrating, and you can hear a mmm <laughs> coming from it. You know, if you hold it, like, just transferring it from one hand to another, it'll be fine. But if it strikes a surface,
0: (laughs) you know it's going to blow. I very gently place it into, like, a satchel I have on, maybe, like, a bandolier of sorts I have on my front. And I'm like, nobody nudge me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't
3: dream of it. And uh,
0: I guess fighting the hard undead is it the... You want pure bludgeoning damage if you can if you've got a club
3: you do you do have a, yes, I've got a club
0: perfect well that'll do that'll do you wonderfully um radiant damage again is always uh, useful of uh course. they will have regenerative powers whilst exposed to radiant uh, sorry radiant damage will weaken their regenerative powers which is always useful as well and then you can kind of attack as as you please but again i i mean it is hard The Undead say. or a crapshoot, it's, a whole, it's most of the book, if I'm honest with you. Of course. So yeah. let's just hope it's all folk superstition, I say. Not very convincing. Yeah. <laughs> Step inside.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify.
3: Damn it, here from either the podcast you're currently listening to or some other podcast, like let's say, I don't know, Baseless Speculation, rudely interrupting your good times to tell you about another podcast I do called Baseless Speculation. Do you often find yourself looking at a new Spider Man trailer and thinking to yourself, I wonder? Sony are going to shit the bed on this one or perhaps you're a big fan of X-Men and will ponder how they would even show the Krakoan era of mutants on the silver screen or maybe there's some news that some fucking guy is going to play Mario Mario in the upcoming film Mario about that plumber Mario and his brother Luigi and you think to yourself I wonder what they're going to do there why do these plumbers keep jumping on turtles us too so we made a show about it where we baselessly speculate on upcoming films, TV shows and more. So join me and my beautiful co-hosts Jackson Bailey and Joel Dusha, who you might know from either this very podcast or another on Baseless Speculation. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon are doing a podcast thing now. You can find us there if you'd like. Google? Uh, They have Google Podcasts now. Really, there's never been a better time to search for podcasts, especially ones called Baseless Speculation.
2: The road from the village climbs above the mist to the wide ledge on which the abbey is perched. A light dusting of snow covers the trees and the rocky earth. The gravel road passes between two small stone outbuildings, to either side of which stretches a five foot high, three foot thick wall of jumbled stones held together with mortar. So it's another wall about similar width, but a bit shorter than the town wall, mm-hmm. and also made a bit more haphazardly. You know that type of wall that is kind of just different sizes and shapes of stones that yeah. just mm. get piled together and then there's oh there's, yeah. there's mortar here to keep it all together
0: but it, it kind of is yeah more just like a pile of flat rocks yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: blocking the road are iron gates attached to the outbuildings with rusty hinges they appear to be unlocked you can see no obvious locking mechanism you think you could just push them open mm mm-hmm. viewed through the gates the stone abbey stands quiet Its two wings are joined by a 15-foot-high curtain wall. A belfry protrudes from the rooftop to the part of the the Mm -hmm. abbey closest to you, Mm -hmm. which also sports a chimney billowing gray smoke, so someone's got a fire going. that's Uh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) You can see that there is, I don't know if I mentioned this, that the belfry has a bell within it, Mm -hmm. but the bell is silent, as is the rest of the abbey. The guards stop well before you get to the gatehouse, I gatehouses, and so does no.
0: Right. Oh, right. Well, no, actually, you know what?
2: Um, not joining us for this one? I think I will uh, ensure the safety of the children, he says. Okay. You do not believe him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just going to assume mm. for whatever uh, reason. You don't, you don't think that he's going to kill them? You don't think he
2: means to kill them. You think he's finding an excuse to not go in here. Right. Um um this is either haunted or there's an angel in there. Either way, I don't I'm not the sort of person who should be in there.
3: That is a very good point. Well, uh if you can, uh scout out the town of Krezik see what there is to know.
2: Piran looks briefly at the guards and you see like
0: a confident smile and he says, "I think I can give them the slip." The burgomaster they're like quite a bit away the guards and the burgomaster, yeah? yeah? I like maybe look around to the party I'm with. Him. Give me a moment, and I'd like to go over to the Burgemaster but away from the rest of the party. Okay. Um, obviously, I say to the burgomaster, um, entry to Kresak I'm assuming is assured now that I've brought the children back.
2: The burgomaster thinks for a moment and says, "You may stay within the town for a short time."
0: My next point was if I manage to clear out the abbey, a great boon to you and Kresak. Perhaps a more permanent residence? Dimitri
2: looks back to his guards and then turns back to look at you. If you wish to stay within the town, I must insist that you deal with the werewolves, not with the abbey. The abbey is a menace that looms above us, but it is not as pressing as the werewolf.
0: Okay, Uh, sure fine i'll uh put a, maybe i put a hand on the Burge Master's shoulder you're busting my balls here and then i'll turn around and rejoin the party okay <laughs> uh, and i i got a sour i got a sour puss expression on my face <laughs> <laughs> maybe i just push past and open the door
2: there is two gatehouses on either side of you there's a door to each gatehouse do you want to investigate those or do you want to approach the abbey or you see off to your right-hand side, mm-hmm. along, the, along the wall, there is stunted pine trees growing out of the rocky earth in the graveyard, near the foundation of the abbey's north wing. So the graveyard is immediately to your right-hand side.
0: Yeah, it might be worth investigating the graveyard. Okay. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, so the, ga- the gatehouse, we'd have to go past the gatehouses
3: you to walk, get to the you abbey? You are
0: walking through the gate, yeah. past the gatehouses now, yeah.
3: Okay, is it worth, and I just gesture to the gatehouses...
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, no harm in doing it.
2: You open the doors to one of them, and you see that it is empty. Then you open the doors to the other, and you see two figures with cloaks and hoods sleeping back to back. Both of them are, well, when I say armed, I mean with shovels, but they hold them as if they mean to wield them as clubs. That's cool. Mm. They, They snore. Um, Do they appear corporeal? Would you like to get a closer look? Are they the Bellevue? They could be.
0: They certainly look like they've been grave digging. Mm. Um, Can we tie them up? We could try. I I imagine any stepping into this house will waken them, and then we'd be tackling them to the ground. There's a possibility we just leave them sleeping here, and then we don't have to deal with it.
2: I step back out. All right, so you're just not going to interact
0: with them? Yeah, I don't think we have to. Okay.
3: Well, uh, let's hope they don't interact from behind.
0: Yes. All right, let's uh, investigate that graveyard. You
2: walk in among... There are many mounds with simple grave markers, mm-hmm. just most of them have a stone lying on the ground oh, yeah. at the, the head of the, the, the little mound, just with like a name and date. A lot of them are worn away. Okay. How many seem disturbed? Um, none of them seem to be disturbed. There is quite a lot of them, though. It stretches around in between the
0: abbey and the walls. You can follow it and walk all the way around if you want to. I think I will, because I'm just trying to... I'm investigating the monster a Frankenstein angle at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to just yeah. investigate. I just want to look for disturbed graves. Did we get the name of the criminal that Hearts stopped? Or at least how long ago that might have been?
2: Um, Good idea. Yes, you did. Brother Vallon.
3: Okay. Uh, I want to be investigating...
2: Disgraced, Brother Vallon.
3: Uh, I'd like to be uh, checking the tombstones for a Brother Vallon, mm-hmm. comma, disgraced.
2: You have a look around, and eventually, it's near the back end. You can see that the walls come and then meet with the abbey itself, mm-hmm. and there's kind of a dead end. But mm. as you explore into that dead end, you find almost the last grave you check, it does indeed say, Brother Vallon, and then it has a date, mm. but because mm. Barovia uses, a, mm. because yeah, you don't know what date the yeah. date is today in Barovia. So the date doesn't really mean much to you. Brother Valen, a date, and then the quotation, may you find in the afterlife the peace you never had in life.
3: Can I, while I'm searching, have cast a divine sense mm-hmm. uh, to see if there's any sort of undead around?
2: You find the <laughs> presence of undead. They're not here currently, but mm-hmm. they have been here. Okay,
3: so it's within sixty feet. Yeah. Okay. And okay. The mm. undead are around, but not
0: present. Yeah. So does that mean undead have come by to this place? Like, is is it like have they passed through here? Is it could be the
2: one. Past- or are they sleeping? Some it,
0: some might say <laughs> it could be
2: that one came by this place, or it could be that one is currently here and underground. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, uh, ha-
2: uh, it? It focuses. It does seem to be centered on Brother Valen's yeah
3: grave. Yeah. If I uh, cast it while well, I'm standing on mm-hmm. top of Brother Valen's grave, um, so I'll cast that again. Is it a bit more concentrated?
2: Oh yeah, you have it on, and you're walking around. Okay. Yeah, it definitely seems to be source from Brother Valen's grave, but. That could just mean that an undead spent a lot of time here.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair.
2: Yeah. Um, mm. I know where there's some shovels. Anyway. oh, you Do you voice that? Actually, sorry. One sec as well.
0: No, never mind. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: yeah, I just uh, noticed uh, I'm waiting for, waiting for Pip to do.
0: Yeah, well, how many have I found many disturbed graves at all? Yeah, some of them have been dug up. And you can see that Body's they Bodies removed?
2: You can't tell because they were reburied.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: Mmm. Esmeralda is also checking around, Mm. but a Gogash is just standing probably next to Hector. Okay. He's just been standing next Mm. to Hector, not really saying or doing much, just looking around. You could see that he's got kind of a peaceful expression on his face, and he seems to think this place looks pretty.
3: That's nice.
2: But Esmeralda, searching around, nudges one of the graves and says, well, that is curious. This grave is different to the others. How so? She gestures you to come over.
0: Yeah, I wonder over.
2: Some of the grave sites have a little bit more than just a marker. Some of them have a proper headstone, but mm-hmm. they're not very common. This one has the headstone. She gestures towards it and says, How is this different to the other ones? You have a look at it. Pip. And <laughs> I get a bad boy card. You shrug. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, have a look around the edges. Carved, engraved into the headstone is twisting roses, like a a, mm-hmm. a, ro- a vine with roses going all the way around the edges of the headstone and then coming down and then forming the, the lettering on itself. It's very figuratively and literally flowery. Huh. It's the prettiest gravestone here. And then Esmeralda says, this is the nicest gravestone here by quite a lot. How new, how fresh does it look? It looks to be perhaps the oldest gravestone here, Mm -hmm. but you can see that it is the only one that has been cared for. Is is there a name on it? Sorry, did you say? The name engraved upon it is Petrovna. Petrovna. Any surname? Nope. Just Mm. Petrovna. And a date. This one doesn't seem disturbed at all? It is not in any way touched. It Mm. is definitely... Esmeralda points out the date. There is a date written on it as well. Yeah. And she points out, this is the oldest grave here. And you can see that in addition to the being the oldest grave here, like I said before, it is one of the nicest graves. It, it is the only one that is free of moss or any markings or anything like that. It looks like it has been cared for.
0: So a couple of possibilities. I suppose the family here, the, uh, the Bellevue family, coming out into the graveyard at night to tend to this grave and also possibly to dig up the other graves. I think it'd be worthwhile looking at the disturbed graves, digging down, opening those coffins, seeing if anybody's missing limbs, uh, just to see if it's Monster, comma Frankenstein. <laughs> this, this grave—I don't know who this Petrovna is. Hmm. Still not really much of a lead as to the
2: Hector. You know,
3: what are you doing? Uh. At- at some point, I'd like to converge with uh, the other, uh, uh, Esme and um,
2: Hippo. Hippo, All right. Are you done with your search?
3: Uh, yeah, we found the, the, the right, Brother cool. Valon. So we, um, yeah, we found Brother Valon. Uh, there is a, definitely Vimital. a presence
0: of undead,
3: but it is either they have come and gone or they are, and I just point down.
0: What time is it? Oh, good question.
2: About 5.30.
0: Okay. Well, if it is an undead underneath asleep mm. as it were, then... I assume nighttime is their morning time. <laughs> <laughs> that make sense. It is morning. morning. Oh my
2: god. Holy wow. shit. It's Remember a season others than this? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, um well if we don't want to be here for that, uh we can further into the abbey or we could try the gatehouses and perhaps deal with those two uh shoveled armed.
0: Do I get the impression you would like to deal with those shovel-armed folk, like Hector would? i just want some shovels if we're going to be some digging. Um, Esmeralda, you
2: can see, is bouncing from one foot to the other, which go, you recognize go, as go, invasion, go, go, yeah.
0: go, 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 I wipe wave them off. Go, 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 I'm going to stay in the graveyard, keep looking. A Gogash stays with you. Pip. No worries. He walks over to you and
2: he says, It is, despite everything, peaceful
0: here. I suppose I can see that. I like quiet moments, he says. Uh, me too. We'll begin
2: with Esmeralda and Hector going back to the gatehouse so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> you return to the gatehouse, the occupied one, mm-hmm. and you and Esmeralda open it up. She whispers to you, "How do you want to play this?" Um, you can see she's got weapons drawn.
3: <laughs> I look down to the weapons if possibly. Um, Non-violent, and if possibly, non-lethal.
2: I can do that, she says. She switches both her axe and sword to the blunt end. I guess focus fire on... Let's uh, oh. also have a chat with them first. All right. Esmeralda s- seems genuinely annoyed, but just goes with it. So what do you do to wake them up? They're back-to-back,
3: yeah? Yep. All right. What? If, uh, can you, Esme... Um, For Esme or Esmeralda? Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Can you, um, what if you go around them so when I wake them up they don't see you and if perhaps they, um, get a bit violent, try to
2: take down one. She gives you, like, an affirmative nod. Good. I'm going to see if I can take their shovels
3: before, uh, waking (laughs) them up. If I can do it quietly.
2: All right, so... Good news, bad news. Which okay. would you like first? I'd like, give me that good news. Good news is you get both shovels. Excellent. Bad news is you now have your shield and your regular weapon are now stowed with two shovels, <laughs> one in each hand, as both of them stand bolt upright, and you realize Perfect. maybe it would have been better to begin with a real weapon in your hand. <laughs>
0: but look, hey, here you yeah, are. Here we are. You got the shovels. Uh, that's good to hear. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. A shovel's basically a club.
2: They remain back to back, and one of them faces each of you. You got Esmeralda to walk behind, right?
3: Uh, the other side. So yeah, if yeah. They, so they yeah. You got c-
2: them surrounded. Mm. And they remain then back to back. The one that is facing you, you can see he looks like a beardless dwarf with patches of donkey flesh covering his face and body. He has one human ear and one wolf's ear and a protruding wolf's snout and fangs. His arms and hands are human, but his legs are leonine, and he has a donkey's tail. He splutters out to you. Whenever he talks, he... His voice just, it feels like a tick, mm-hmm. like he can't control it. He just goes, e-uh! at some point. Who are, who are you? What do you want? E-uh! I hate this guy. Mm. <laughs> um,
3: my name is uh, Hector. I am here to investigate the Abbey. Who are you and what are you
2: doing here? They slowly turn around and switch so that you're now facing the other one. You see he is uh, slightly shorter than the other one. And the left side of her face and body is covered with uh, lizard scales. Mm -hmm. The right side is tufts of grey wolf fur. Between these tufts is pale human skin. So, like a line, like a Neapolitana (laughs) of different animals on her face. One of her eyes is that of a feline. Her fingers and hands resemble cat paws with Mm opposable thumbs. She has a Mm. gruff voice. And wears a grey cloak with black fur trim. When she speaks, she does not have any obvious tick. Okay. So it's a bit more pleasant to speak mm. to her. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, you're from uh, one of the Bellevues, I uh, expect. She puts a, a one of her paws on her chest and says, I am Zigfrak, Zigfrak Bellevue. What has happened this to you? This is my brother, Otto.
3: Nice to meet you, Otto. And, <coughs> uh, and what was her name again? Sorry?
2: Siegfreck.
3: Zigfrek. Siegfreck. Nice to meet you, Otto and Siegfric. Um What has
2: happened to you? We were cured, she says. Ah, from? The maladies, the illnesses within our family. What were the maladies? She shakes her head as if she doesn't understand the question. What were your ma- Are you here to speak to the abbot? Ideally, yes. He's inside, she says. Give us our shovels back. Right, what are you doing? I oh, I needed them. To,
3: for, uh,
2: we're gods. We need the shovels. For... Do you mind if I borrow them? They're getting uh, a bit angry. You feel like this This has taken a bit of a turn for the worse. Okay. The shovels! The shovels! The shovels! Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I just borrow one? The shovels! The shovels! She does not stop. She starts walking towards you. I give her a shovel. She grabs it, snatches it, and crawls backwards. Shovel. And then Otto turns around, and he gestures for his shovel. I give him the shovel. This they, is a very... <laughs> Strange turn of events. Okay. Esmeralda is gripping both of her weapons with a white knuckle grip. Like, you could see mm. that at the drop of a hat, if one of these two Bellevues makes the wrong move, you you could see she is forgotten that you mm. talked about nonviolence. <laughs> she is about to cave one of their fucking skulls in. I just I just like start like shaking my head at her, like please don't, please don't escalate, please don't with with we're de-escalating, we're
0: de-escalating.
2: She glances at you, sees you shaking your head, and then with just expressions, she gives you the response, Well if you insist <laughs> <laughs> Right.
3: Um so he's just inside, is he?
2: Shovels, shuffles, shovels. Yes, he's inside. He's inside. Uh
3: I asked them about the uh, He'll curious, he'll curious, he'll oh, cure you. Oh that is good to hear. Um the Abbot the, Sorry. Mm, the Abbot, he's different so than gross. the uh, the adventure that came in, the fallen angel, perhaps, or the angel, perhaps. They're two different people?
2: No, the abbot... Is the...
3: Um, is perhaps the fallen is perhaps angel. perhaps yeah. the fallen yeah, angel. I don't know. Know.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, you don't technically yeah. know that, mm-hmm. but it it literally happened at the same time, so it's one really seems to follow the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, what was the abbot's name? Otto does not respond, mercifully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
2: But Ziegfreck... She just shakes her head and says, the abbot, the abbot, the oh, abbot. Okay, of course. Uh, can you uh, tell me anything about him if
3: I was to, because um, I wanted to be, get on his good side, as it were, if I could um, perhaps uh, do a favour for something him. Something old, something
2: borrowed, something blue, something new. Something old, something borrowed, something blue, something new. Okay. Find them, find them. And uh, that is what the abbot likes. Find a face. Find a face. Find a face. Something old, something borrowed, something blue, something new. And a face. And the face! And that is what you give to the A abbot? A good face! She says. "All oh, right, And is that what you give to the abbot? She looks past you and sees that the sun is nearly setting. Fuck! She says, we must go! We must go! Otto! She nudges Otto. Come, come, come! Both of them do you let them pass? Um, yeah. Both of them <laughs> run on all fours, mm-hmm. holding the shovels as best they can, run past you and into the night. You lose them almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Both of them move with A uncomfortable speed. Um, Are they heading towards the graveyard or out into the town? One of them is heading towards the abbey. The other one sprints out the gates and towards the town.
0: Okay.
3: So something borrowed, something blue, something... Old, something new. Something old, new, and a face. (laughs) And
0: a face. And a face. Easy to acquire.
3: Well, they were very peculiar. I look around the guards' room. Is there anything of note
2: here? On the walls of the gatehouse, you find... Several hung up musty animal furs. You find a made out of twigs and woven pine needles. You find several nets and a shovel. An extra shovel. Hey. Hmm. Hey.
3: Well, I grabbed the shovel. Uh, it's cold in this part of Kreswick, isn't it? And I'm still quite. Oh it's everywhere. snowing
2: outside. Um so the furs there to wear, yeah. They're moth eaten and not necessarily very good furs, mm. but they There's provide something. warmth, yeah.
3: Well, I, yeah, shake it out a little bit.
2: Um Esmeralda would you do you need a Uh no, I am fine, thank you. But um if you are cold enough to wear that. She unbuttons her cloak and hands it to you. I am a a a vistana. We are we are used to the cold. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You put on her infinitely better.
0: <laughs>
3: Comes down to my middle back.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Like a half cape. Mm, Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Pip, what are you doing? Um, I'm waiting in the graveyard, basically, to see what happens. I, I just need a better gauge of what specific kind of undead we're fighting here. And given Hector talking about sensing an undead in the criminal's grave, I like to think I'm just standing over it with my crossbow held. Like, at it, waiting for someone to come out.
2: As the sun sets, Mm -hmm. its shadow, or the shadow it leaves behind, slowly stretches across the abbey and across the top of this hill. Mm -hmm. Once the light reaches the base of the abbey and starts dragging itself across the graveyard, you can sense that there is something moving within the grave. You Mm -hmm. can see, like, a scrambling and, like, a shifting. And then, as the light slowly moves past the grave and over you, at exactly the same moment as the grave is bathed in darkness, pff, one hand explodes from beneath the dirt, then pff, another, and something dead starts scrambling its way out of the
0: grave. Can I hold my action till its head out and then shoot a bolt into it? Absolutely. (laughs) 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 Oh, man.
3: Waking up just to get hit in the head by a a, a crossbow bolt? Uh.
2: Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Its head... (laughs) Explodes out from under the dirt. You fire your crossbow bolt. Good morning, plang!
0: Uh, and I'll make it a defensive shot.
2: <laughs> the crossbow bolt strikes the creature, and you see there it has no effect.
0: Does it? Does the uh, effect of defensive shot still work?
2: I would say no. I okay. would say you need to hit and deal damage. Yeah, no worries. Uh, all right, in, in that let's case, let's go to initiative. Cool. Gogash, who was in maybe silent meditation, <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> All right, it's the creature's turn first. Mm-hmm. It drags itself out of the grave, and as it's dragging itself out, it looks you dead in the eyes, Pip, and says, "I'm to be killed, little hunter! Okay. It swipes at you. It swings, but you just take a step back, and because it's not out of the grave properly yet, it misses you.
0: It is your turn, Pip. It looks uh like humanoid, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We can cross ghoul off the list. Um, <laughs> so it's
2: a process of
3: elimination.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm. Do- this is all I'm doing. This is science right now. What I'm doing. <laughs> um, all right. All right. I'll uh, back up and I will fire another crossbow bolt at it. This one I will use my last radiant bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is me checking if it's a bog man, i.e., a zombie. Because if it dies in this one hit, then I know that's what it is, and that's uh, that's sorted out there. Um, So I use my radiant damage, and I'll make it a defensive shot again. You miss
2: on the first one, which is unfortunately the radiant bolt. Load again, and your second shot does... It strikes, but it does nothing. Bounces off it, okay. Cool. Good stuff. It's a Gogash's turn. Mm -hmm. A Gogash teleports behind the creature. Mm -hmm. He rages, as one might. And then he swings his axe. Raging in somewhere so
3: peaceful? Yeah, Yeah,
2: true. He strikes twice, and his axe does nothing. A go-gash takes a step back, and he is himself a gash. (laughs) (laughs) What? He says, I have never met such a creature. Perhaps if I keep
0: hitting. (laughs) No, 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 no. Magic, or a magic item or something. And also, don't get hit by it, for the love of God. It's its turn. It staggers towards you, Pip. Okay.
2: Oh, Dragonborn, join me. No. And your
0: AC <laughs> is Man. not enough. Yeah, oh no. I, I will. No, I don't think I'll be It joining grabs
2: you, and when it grabs shit, shit, you, shit, shit, you shit, feel shit. yourself become awfully sick. Fuck, am I fighting? <laughs> it's not like attacking, like tearing at you. Just its touch is enough to do this. You take 15 points of damage. And you lose that much from your maximum hit points.
0: Oh, cool beans! Mm. I don't think this is a bog man. <laughs> if this is a bog man. It well, no, none of us have hit it though. Fuck, this is very annoying. Because if I know it's a bog man, it basically it better not be a bog man. Is all I'm thinking. <laughs>
3: If it is a Bogman,
0: why? Because uh, if it's a Bogman and it's uh, uh, hurt me anywhere, then it's pretty much game over unless I cut off the uh, damaged limb. So uh, I don't oh, want it okay. to be a Bogman, basically. Uh, and I'm...
2: Well, if it is a Bogman, it actually shouldn't have hurt you just then.
0: You're right. Yeah, I don't think it's a Bogman. I'm currently thinking maybe Undead, comma, Revenge Seeking.
2: Its mm. attack seems to have drained your life force, your essence. Mm. It's your turn, Pip.
0: Uh, all right, I'm gonna breathe fire onto it. Flame breath.
2: That's a fair. Oh no, successful dexterity saving throw, but I think that's only half damage. Yeah. That hurts him. Yeah. Not only does it hurt him, but you are so close that when you do that, you hear gonk gonk.
0: <laughs> okay, baby. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs>
3: Man, the back of my laptop is naked and disgusting. Everywhere I go, I see people look and give it stares of discomfort and shame. If only there was a way of making it pure and right in the eyes of God. Oh, shit. Yes, there is. SansPantsRadio.com shop and cover it in far too many stickers. Now, no one will question my morals or my faith in the heavenly creator, for I have covered up my laptop's gross dirty bits. Thank you, SandsPantsRadio.com slash shop for this wondrous gift. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be.